0: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first episode of The Cool Down. This is another segment of the show that Goal Lounge has. I mean, originally, you guys know pre-match Mooty. This is to help us break the two parts of the show up, where today we're just going to talk about what happened over the weekend. All the results, all the drama, all the red cards, the injuries, the comebacks, and the failures. That's what we're going to focus on. We've got the usual cast. We've got Matty Waite. We've got Wadlinga. We've got Selo, Lolo Kale. And we've got Nick. Stotter. i don't even know is that i i don't even pronounce your name right i'm horrible unless it's a portuguese name i don't get it right
1: yeah whatever whatever you want bro i'm happy don't stress
0: um nick before
1: we continue just <laughs> give a little
0: shout out to scott woodhouse because he is here and he's already commented and he says you, you know, need no, a he's... hug after this weekend's result yeah
1: he's actually my mate uh funny enough he's watching from scotland so he was on my ua for a license and my ua for b license with me so i think he works at queen of the south in um in scotland in the academy there so that's quite cool that we're getting some some uh, viewers from abroad so yeah what's up man uh <laughs> yeah to he's, he's left comment
0: yeah um sorry guys, we might as well just start this thing. We, let's dive in. We're gonna start yeah, off listen, with... I,
1: I think I need to ask you, Claudio. Uh, yeah, uh, we need to the, uh, yeah, we're gonna speak to you. You need to you need to break this game down for us. It was controversial to the max, uh two two goals, um controversy with, with a couple of uh, well, a big injury, a couple of offsides, red cards. I think you need to it would only be fitting if you you start there. <laughs>
2: I, no, was, I, got, I got my prediction right, by the way.
1: <laughs> well done.
0: <laughs> one out of 20. No, I'm just kidding. Cello gets, what, at least 70%. Uh, <laughs> at least there's
2: something.
0: No, nah, listen, this weekend's game, I mean, if you're neutral, it was exciting. If you were a Liverpool fan, I think it was a load of shit, to be honest. Um, Yeah, like, there was one team. There was one team completely dominated. Yeah, you could argue that Everton were in the game long enough to get the result that they did but it was always down to the two people that we mentioned guys it was down to adrian and it was down to prickford um th- those those were the two the two guys behind everything to be honest i mean liverpool were cruising you know, they were cruising the first five minutes and then there was the stoppage and then yeah man th- there's a lot to talk about in terms of when we're looking at if we've got to start from the var as an example i mean My goodness, guys, what a load of shit. You know what the problem with the VAI is now? I've come to a conclusion that the shit they show us on the screen is the shit that they see. There isn't like another angle where they get an overview overview angle. My problem with that is unless they're artists that know how to draw in perspective, they're always going to get it wrong, even if it's by a millimeter. Because both calls, the one in which Vin Dyke gets injured, I mean, to me, that looked onside. And even if it isn't onside, I think the biggest issue with what happens in that scenario is that Van Dijk gets clattered, scissor tackled, Sunday league tackled by Oak, a goalkeeper for some reason, doesn't know how to use his hands. He only ever uses his feet, which is a joke. Absolutely takes him out and then gets – no. he doesn't even get spoken to after because they're like, no, it's offside and the ref see it and the VAR see it. I mean, it's a lot of crock, that shit, man. Like, I, it absolutely blew my mind. I was just like, what? Not, not even a caution, nothing. The Oak comes yeah. off and obviously now we've got the situation of Van Dijk, which is a whole nother deal. The game continues, and obviously, we've got at the other end, Mane scores the goal, and at the other end, one corner. Firstly, what you can say is there's a moment there was a lapse there because that ball that makes its makes his way through to Calvert um, he managed to get a corner, which should never be a corner. And uh, Matt, uh, Nick, in terms of being a goalkeeper, when a shot's coming from the front post, and it, I mean it's fairly directed at you and not, not that much on it, why is he not yeah. catching the ball? He, he parries yeah. it away for a corner. Like, I don't understand
1: that. Uh, it needs to be it needs to be more commanding. I, I think the, key, the keepers that are making mistakes. I mean, a few of them. There's a few of them at the minute. I think Kep is one of them, uh, Adrian. You know, Pickford. As soon as you make, as soon as you make the one mistake, I think they're too scared to even just take control of the situation, and that I think separates the best from from the rest, really. I think that's when you're looking at uh-huh. your your Edisons and your and your Alisons as sort of the the leaders when it comes to to those. I'd even throw in Hugo Lloris, and um, the hair when when he's on his day. But I mean the rest, you know, I I worry now, Claudia. I don't know. We spoke earlier this week, and I said 15 points with Van Dijk not being there for the rest of the season. Well, I don't know. Is it the rest of the season? Probably just short of the rest of the season. I mean, what, what do you think now? I mean, maybe a point gained, but possibly a couple of points lost in the grander scheme of things.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. It's going to be difficult now. It's going to be difficult to... Their focus has to be on a trophy as opposed to doing what they want to do was challenge across the board. I don't think that's going to be a possibility now seeing as Van Dyke's going to be out. Um, mm. We've got cover between Matip and Gomes, and there's something to point out before the weekend's game of Gomes coming on for Van Dyke. Last time the two played together was actually when they lost 4-1 to Spurs at um, Wembley. Yes. So yeah. the problem is they're both good players. Gomes relies a lot more on his athleticism than his positioning and his play. I think he's, his decision-making isn't as great. Matip's yeah. the baby giraffe. Matip, he's decent. Um but, yeah, both the problem is they're both injury-prone. And, again, no one takes charge. They both need that guy to command, and that's going to be the biggest issue. And then a cover. I, for me, it probably makes sense to have Fabinho playing at the back with one of them accompanying him, to be honest. Um, yeah, so it's going to – and then there is talk that Alisson looks ready to come back. But, yeah, that's a whole other dilemma. But just going back to the game, the corner then happens straight at Adrian, and he freaking lets this thing in. Yeah. <laughs> no, and his arms by, come
2: but, up yeah. late and, and andre gomez literally um like not nudged him but just was with him and just nudged him a little bit before the corner comes in nudges him a bit and then moves away and then obviously he's almost like disorientated by that time the ball comes through then he reacts late you know what i mean so and it was above his head man come on so, so i think no, that man. look look uh, I'm gomez I'm didn't, going... didn't, didn't oh. imagine then I think I think he would have been uh, better set. I think it's too soft, man. I think that's soft. I think it's the, the problem
0: with what happened on the weekend is the keepers get away with murder, for example. Now mm-hmm. you are already making an excuse for the fact that the thing comes straight at him, mm-hmm. and then we're also making excuses for Pickford. He doesn't even get a card or anything for the tackle that he made because why is a keeper? Like they get way too many excuses, I think. And like for me, okay. if it's if it's, it's too, too far to the right, too too far to the left, then yeah, yeah, sure. But not if it's straight at him. At least use his head. He's better off hitting the thing out than putting up his hands. And you know, you know what I mean. But anyway, then obviously the game continues, and we get the freaking the sending off, which was a sending off. There was there was a lot of argy bargy stuff that happened, which is fair play. I mean, it is a derby. But then that moment right at the end, I think Hendo had a fantastic game. I think he was one of the best players in the park. I mean, Mane is always money think Firmino, your, your your boy Firmino was very quiet, Celo. Um, and in the end, uh, like the, the offside again, which is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that and they the problem is when they give it, they don't even say by how much he's offside, you know what I mean. At least when Liverpool lost that game to City because the ball didn't cross yeah. the line, they said it was like 33.3 millimeters or something ridiculous. Why aren't they telling us that, you know what I mean? And also, why is the attacker not getting the advantage in a sense that it's like the attacker should always get an advantage, at least in 10 centimeters or something ridiculous. Yeah. But even not even yeah. that. That line was identical. That's what I'm saying from an artist's perspective, because I draw a shitload. And when I'm looking at it, I'm going, this is bullshit. This does not a work perspective.
2: Mm. No, that, that, was, that, that was bad. That was really bad. Whereas, you know, sometimes you find, you know, a guy's foot or a guy's knee or, or a guy's head is literally a head. Literally, Mane was his. Um, he's, arm was the only thing that was ahead and his arm can't score a goal because they say it's only about um what the parts of your body that can score a goal and none of his part the parts of his body that he can score a goal with were ahead of um the, the, the last man um and so they 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 definitely cheated you guys there.
1: One of the pundits uh, actually said something um post the game I think it was Sunday morning or, or late Sunday uh, Saturday evening is the best referees are referee in the games so we know that the best referees for the derby matches for the big games in the Premier League are on the pitch. so, so who's sitting inside those rooms? Exactly. They obviously got the best you know what I mean so I mean the, mm-hmm. there's a, a tongue-in-cheek sort of statement like maybe they should mm-hmm. be on the pitch because all the decisions are being made by VAR anyway so you'd rather mm-hmm. have your best your best your best, um, your best guys in the room because the decisions are going there anyway. Um, and it's just becoming every week it's just up for discussion, and it's just getting so tiring, you know mm, I mean, it, it just needs to be a bit more clear cut, it needs to be a bit more clear cut. I remember yeah. before
3: the I mean, there'd be like instances where the ball would go clearly over the line, but the ref wouldn't see it, or the lines wouldn't have a good angle, and they wouldn't give the goal, and then we'd all be, oh, if they, if they had the third umpire type thing, or whatever you know, if it was like, they could review it it would be obvious. What we think those decisions won't be impacted at all. It's not these big ones where it's a clear goal that's not given or something. It's these little offsides that are millimeters in and out ends up being up to human interpretation anyway. It just doesn't seem like it's as scientific as it should be.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think my biggest argument with all of this and why I'm so incensed about the whole Pickford challenge is that what's the point of VAR then? Sure, like I understand it. If there is no VAR and the guy misses it, that's fine. That's all right. But he, he takes the guy out. Hmm. Firstly, then it's the argument about whether he's onside, offside. Cool, whatever. If he's onside, then then that's a penalty and possibly a sending off. But now he's offside. So what does that completely cancel everything out? But then my thing is, in, even after the game, why is that not looked at? How do you come out with a like even if you see under sevens come yeah, Leo, out with a scissor if, tackle? You see that shit in the.
2: If the referee sees it in the game, they will. They can't review it afterwards. That's that, that's the rule. If the referee sees it, which the referee did see it. Yeah. Uh, the guy who was who was um, the VAR um, guy um, this past weekend, he's now been removed of VAR, VAR duties. I saw that about um, that time. Yeah, a couple of hours ago. So he's been re- uh, removed from the uh, from VAR duties. But do you know what happens if it's if the referee sees it within uh, during the game, they won't uh, have any retrospective action. So if he didn't see it, that's when they obviously look back. At because
1: it. the idea the idea is if there is a clear and obvious mistake. It's a clear and obvious mistake that he's completely missed something. So more than likely, the VAR dude has seen that the ref's seen it and it's not, he hasn't done anything about it. Then they, they, they can't do anything. And so it's a, it's a huge gray area. Yeah. So only if it's a clear um, and obvious mistake. But you would think that an ACL tear is a, and a scissor kick is a clear and obvious mistake. You would think.
0: Like when you see it in real time, like, I understand why it isn't called if the ref is maybe distracted by the, the flag going up and it's possible yeah. offside. So as soon as that goes up, he immediately, like, switches off. Because, you know, you do that. But my yeah. whole thing is that if if a player can't then get, even after, say, the whistle's being gone and he's not cautioned or even spoken to, how then can players and managers and coaches get booked after the game's happened for chirping a ref? Like, where, yeah, how is that yeah. different? And, and yeah. the thing is, even, like,
2: Richarlison got the red card off Challenge was made on Money because obviously I think Yeri Mina made a challenge on Money, You it was a foul, and Charleston then made the tackle after 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 um, the ref blew the whistle. So in that instance, he they've clearly shown that after the whistle is blown for anything, that they can make a decision. Um, but in this instance, I exactly. think are VAR are let the, the the ref down because the ref is supposed to say okay, cool. Um, he's supposed to be you know be told by by the people in VAR and say, hey, listen, man, I think you need to look at that. It may have been offside, but we still need to look at that because it's
4: actually a malicious yeah. challenge. So like if you yeah exactly the water, and that like that other who's that referee um I forget now but it's an ex-referee they always refer to off um always refer to him for the oh, Gallagher what's his name Dermot
2: Gallagher. Dermot Gallagher
4: yeah that's him Dermot Gallagher so he says now that it was I don't know if you guys heard but he said it was the processes that probably saved uh Pickford from getting off. So, but in essence, what I understand from it is that now he had to check. Now, obviously, everyone understands that he had to check if it was an offside. Um, obviously, they thought it was a penalty, but then they had to, okay, verify if if it was offside first. Then they verified, okay, no, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, if it was onside. But then they said, no, he's offside. So because of that, he doesn't have to now look at the challenge now. You Understand? Because now th- th- that's, really that's the match. irony, that's though,
0: was, is, is it yeah, was up for question. It was up for question yes. whether or not it was a penalty, which deemed the tackle to be terrible or not exactly. worthy of fair play. So, why yes. then so is that not saying, then a readdress?
4: Exactly. Gosh. So, now he was saying that now it's not, but now the way he put it first, because the, 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 the next day he changed what he said, it was different. Now he was fully fully in agreement that the ref should have sent him off. But what, from what I understand now is that that, to me, what it sounded like is that that VAR guy didn't want to make that decision like yeah that's a red card so he's like okay it's a penalty it's uh it's it's not a yeah. penalty it's offside so he doesn't have to even look at the thing of Pickford he doesn't have to look at it but he could have the next day the guy said yeah that same uh, Dermot Gallagher said no he said the re- correct thing to do was to actually give um give the 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 free kick and then go to Pickford and give him his punishment, punishment as well and the FA the, the, FA, the
1: FA the FA yeah. aren't even going to punish him that's the sad thing uh, he's, yeah. uh, I read I read today oh, or yesterday. He's no, not, not getting right. anything. So he, uh, a player's out for seven or eight months and he gets absolutely zero. I don't know. That the,
0: the, this is the other thing. And, you know, uh, Carragher came out defending Pickford um, Logic, because Carriger's made one or two doozies in, in the past with so terrible tackles. But for me as a professional footballer, especially in this time, especially in this time, I don't want to say the game's gone soft or anything like that. But when you're considering professional, there was like a professional tackle or when to make a tackle, there's no need for a player, a goalkeeper, to come out with two feet yeah. and then make a scissor tackle. It's a complete moronic tackle. And you know, I'm I'm getting like, obviously because it's a Liverpool player, but even if it wasn't a Liverpool player, I'd still say it was a completely ridiculous challenge. Like I don't understand it as a professional to another professional. Now you've put another guy out who wants to go to, who's captaining his side for the Netherlands side. And just because you, you don't know what's going on in your career, and you're getting all sorts of criticism, and then also if you go back into the game, when I say it was a game of of two goalkeepers, I mean even Henderson's goal at the end there, yeah, yeah, it's a great goal, and we're celebrating, and we're going mad, and it's ruled off for VAR.
2: But a mistake, right? Pickford,
0: Pickford, yeah. Pickford should be dealing with that, and now he but gets even, away with this thing completely scot free, and ugh, I don't know, I just think.
4: If, if you look yeah. at even, bro, but even even Richarlison's tackle for me, like Pickford was, yeah, it was. It was stupid, like it was dumb, not, not thinking. But Richardson's one looked for me, it was more malicious than anything else. Yes, he got the red card, but uh if you I mean the same thing happened, he hit like Tiago's free from fortunate thought to suffer the yeah, same. Yeah, he was as, like, yeah. as uh as could have been, I could have been, been, could extended, have
0: been Yeah, well, he is he, injured. He had, he's yeah. injured. They I don't know when now. he's coming back. He's injured, yeah. So the, yeah. he might be yeah, he, he might be fit for tomorrow, or he might not be for the Champions League game, but he
4: is injured, yeah. I don't think they are play him. They look like he had a little bit of a hypostension on that knee. But, um, yeah, I think Richarlison's tackle for me, I think if anyone should be suffering, if someone had to suffer something more, I think Richarlison, if they if they say Pickford gets punished, Richarlison has to also uh, get more punishment as well. Because his tackle, his tackle was, geez, that was mindless, more <laughs> it was worse it than uh, Pickford's one. Vendike, I mean, Pickford just took out a key player for me. Took out one hell of a key player. He did huge damage, huge damage. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean from that, from, knows, from that yeah, perspective,
0: so. they've done their job. I mean, they got their point. They've taken Liverpool out possibly of the title race. I don't want to be that negative, but they possibly have done that. But, um, but
2: can, yeah. You, uh, apart from, obviously, the, the, whole, the whole red card stuff, but, you know, the second goal for, for Everton, um, I think that that, that, that shows which direction kind of like the the, the two center backs are gonna be going where there's a dominant um attacker who they're playing against who literally you know obviously jumps in the air like Van Dijk if you if he had Calvert Loan would have probably managed him better in that situation where exactly Calvert Lewin is, is is very good in the air, you know very dominant yeah. in the air. But obviously a defender that can at least try troubling. You don't have to jump out and, and get the, the you don't have to hit the ball ahead of him. Just challenge him so you make it difficult for him to make the header. Um, and Gomez literally just let him jump up and boom, to a goal, you know. Um, so obviously yeah. that part doesn't look good for, for Liverpool going forward and it will uh, yeah, be interesting to see what happens. But as you said, I think yeah, Fabinho playing with one Yeah, very easy. Exactly. It, it, like you could see it happening because, you know, D, look at Dean, the cross and Calvert-Lewin in the air.
0: Yeah, and Gomez Gomes is kind of still looking back to see whether or not Van oh, like, Dijk was on the field to help him out, actually. That's, that's what is going on there. Um, yeah man but yeah, take nothing away from him though. that was a fantastic finish uh, textbook stuff if you're, yeah. if you're number, traditional number nine I mean Nick knows all about traditional number nines hit it in the corner far, like that one I'll excuse Adrian there wasn't much but much you could do but if you take most things every time they hit the target they had a chance of scoring and that's the worry for Liverpool um, at the moment in time yeah um, but guys we're gonna move on to the next one Chelsea Southampton
2: yeah, I wish I wish I wish Musa was here for this one because I have a lot man. um I have lots of questions about Yo. about his coach is I, I don't know you know sometimes you you do you want to blame you know look at the coach or do you want to look at the the players you know cool yes um Kepa and 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 Zuma made a made a made a made an error but that's one goal was an error the other two could have been prevented you know um you're leading 2-0 um and then obviously going into half time it became 2-1 um, yeah, man, it's 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 it's. There's a lot of questions to be asked about Chelsea and where they headed this season. I think Chelsea will be one of those teams where they score, like, as this game score three, but concede three as well. You know, I think it's, it's yeah, it's testing times for them. Yeah, I'm just happy um, because Verna got me points on
1: fantasy
2: this week. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> and I said, and I said in the group. I was like, yeah, man, at he scored two goals uh, and 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 had an assist. Yeah. So it is a worry. It is a big worry if they're gonna if
1: they're gonna leak this amount of goals. Um, I fear for them because attacking, they've got everything going forward. Compared to if you're comparing them to the top mm. four, the top six, if they can mix with the the big boys. But conceding this amount of goals this early on is a bit of a worry, and I'm sure Frank will be trying to sort it out. Mm. Um, but I think we also got to maybe give credit where credit's due, Southampton have proved. I mean, they had a poor start. First, I think, two games, they, they dropped points. But I think they've they've sh- turned the ship around there. And I think they've got something something good going. They've got a good manager. They've got a goal scorer in Danny Ings. Uh, they, mm-hmm. look, they look like they're quite solid at the back, although they did concede three. But they've obviously showed that fighting spirit to be able to come back away from home um, at Stamford Bridge. Um, I wouldn't be writing them off for a top 10 finish.
0: Yeah. yeah, and um, they, I mean, if you consider they got rid of Hoiberg Aswald and they gave him to Spurs yeah. pretty much for Mahalla, I mean, it yeah. shows that they're pretty confident with, with what they do have at the moment. And if you consider, I think, like, when we're looking at Chelsea, you're talking about them conceding goals. One of the issues is it's not just the goals that they're conceding, it's the manner in which they are conceding these goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish more so was here yeah, because I'm not entirely sure why Keppo was starting in the first place, but the no, mix-up in the me, back… Me,
2: Mendy came back with an injury from, from from Senegal. From Senegal, yeah, yeah. So,
1: I mean, they've just bought him, and he comes back with an injury from international. Yeah, you can't, you can't write those stories. I mean, that's a bit unfortunate. But I mean, you'd think Keppel would try and fight for his, fight for his position at least. You know, it was his yep. opportunity. he's his opportunity. It's gone now. Yeah, well, it was like gone before.
0: Be, I, I think he knew it was gone, and that's why he's just yeah. like ah, that's- like. I'm yeah. only in here because they've got no one else. Actually, I actually
2: wonder if, if who's going to play tonight. Um, are they play, they're playing tonight, right? Champions, yeah, champions. League, champions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably. Maybe that's
0: maybe why Moss is not here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's Probably an Eastwood having a beer watching the game.
0: I think so.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, Chelsea,
0: I mean, one yeah. of the
1: positives, though.
0: Sorry, what are you saying, Wonga?
2: No,
4: I'm saying um, with, uh, with regards to the way Chelsea played. I mean way Chelsea, to it, I mean, uh, with Southampton, I mean, we did we did mention it last week that if uh, Danny Ings <laughs> gets on goal, he's um, most likely going to score, and he literally got the first opportunity, put it behind the net. But I was just wondering. I mean, I think like the way the way Chelsea score. I don't know if they also feel the same confidence. It's like they the beginning of the game when they after after um Werner scored that second goal of his was it the second one we lobbed the keeper and stuff. I, yo, I thought yeah. Chelsea were cruising. I thought four behind the four in the net and they're gone and I think, I don't know, maybe Chelsea felt the same way, like they were cruising, I saw then that that's when the Havertz decided to give a guy and that was it, he should have just played it forward from there, then he cut back and the guys, Southampton, like, that's what I say they, the also in, yeah. the goal. they literally saw this guy yeah, they took, trying to be clever, they cut him off and they played it to Ings and it was goal, and that's why I yeah. say I recommend, I mean, the, uh, I mean I commend them for their efforts as well, I think they had a game plan and they, they put it Start I just doing. I just
2: checked the starting lineup and, and um uh Mendy's back. So Mendy is back in the lineup. Uh, that's that's a relief for Frank. <laughs> He's healed no least, at least, at least care, no keeper for tonight. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but fair. so Wonga,
0: but you you mainly you've you watched that full game, right? The Chelsea Southampton game.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, going forward, I mean, you said they were fluent, they were everything else, but at the back, apart from, like, what was it? Was it lack of communication? What, what, what is going on there for, for Chelsea? Look,
4: I think I think it's not lack of communication. I think it was mainly poor decision-making from, like, from Zuma's mistake. That was a poor decision. Kepa then looked like he was hesitant, and then when he slid on the floor, poor decision. Then the ball he got that. I mean, when they were when they were when they were at the goal, I think everyone was just scrambling. So I can't even say it was decision-making They Everyone was just scrambling. And then it fell to um who I don't know I the goal, but it fell to that uh, the striker and he yeah, and he put it in the back of the net. But yeah, it was like keeper. keeper for me could have he could have just kicked the ball anyway. It could have he would have probably hit a player and gone <laughs> out, or, but he just could have gone there and run to the ball and just kick it out and he just he's i can't understand what he's doing maybe if i saw from a different angle but from the angle i saw i just can't understand or make sense of how the ball i don't know went I, past I just him. i feel like I when can't. you play
0: i've i've obviously i've had like one or two games playing goalkeeper but nothing like nick or anything else So maybe we can talk about the psychology from a goalkeeper's perspective but as a center back or anywhere in the ba- in defense Wonga, you'll know um in a mm. sense that you can't afford to make one or two mistakes and when you do make that sort of mistake you tend to overthink things a lot more. Now, I can yeah. only imagine Kepa's in that position where he's he's fully aware he's done, his time at Chelsea's done. He got thrown in here last minute. He wasn't even meant to play. So mentally, he's not prepared. So in that moment in time, I can only mm. imagine that he feels like he's staying. He's in the middle of an ocean. He doesn't know where to be going, which direction to be swimming. So that's why his decision-making is all over the place. I don't know, Nick, from the psychology of a goalkeeper, what happens, I mean, in terms of when you don't play and when you do get dropped and yeah, then you have to I come mean,
1: in? I think. Listen, I've been there. I've uh, I've played, I've played two seasons. I've sat on the bench for the full two seasons and been yes. thrown in in the deep end away from home. And 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 you 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 do you do worry. I mean, you don't want to make that mistake. You don't want to be that idiot to who who costs the team. And I think once the first mistake comes, if you're not mentally strong, it's very hard to recover from that because you're thinking that it's just going to happen again and your your concern is you don't want to kill the team even more and then you over i think generally players tend to overthink things and more in particular goalkeepers and specifically now um i would think that it would be easier to get over mistakes with no fans i would think but maybe the psychology is a little bit different i didn't play in big stadiums with lots of lots of lots of fans so maybe that that sort of okay Um, dejection is maybe uplifted or fixed with your crowd getting behind you and maybe saying, listen, it's okay. We're behind you. We're going to, we're going to get this right. So I do think there is a psychology to it and there's no, I don't think there's a written formula. It is, it is difficult. It is difficult because at the end of the day, a goalkeeper, he makes 10 saves. He makes one mistake. He's the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also, it is unfortunate, but that's why you pay your big money for your goalkeepers. And that's why you have to have mentally strong goalkeepers who, who are able to deal with that, that pressure.
0: Yeah, and that's also like to the point where keepers aren't always involved. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, if another player in the middle of the park makes a mistake, they can quickly get onto the ball again, make a good pass, and slowly build their confidence up. For keeper, in certain cases, largely for the bigger teams as well, if you make that one mistake, chances are to rectify it, you're going to wait another 15, 20 minutes, and then if you fumble it again, then you're really screwed. True. So that's that's an interesting point from that that and, um, yeah. the psychology. But like Claudia, we're going to move on
4: to the game. Like is saying as well now. So just oh. one point. <laughs> one point, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying one point is that when they have to, when they have to um, rect, when they get the chance to rectify. By themselves, it's it's literally when the ball's coming at that net, so pressure is on again. So I think, yeah, yeah it's actually it is a difficult one for the goalkeeper. Yeah, it is a big, big, big one. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's definitely high stakes, and you could say it's as high stakes as what we're gonna talk about the next game because we all would have put money on the Arsenal win, Wonga. So speak to us, yeah. What on earth happened? Yeah, why did these guys not get the results, even uh, though we were all confident? And they didn't have the brainer, Man City, you
4: yep. know. Yeah, for me, for me if, if, if I play, you've got a chance. If, I thought Aguero was definitely out. I didn't even guess I was surprised when I saw him. Uh, they put him, Aguero on the team sheet and I was like, oh my goodness, um, I'm probably going to lose. But again, Arsenal, there's only 1-0. Watching the game, Mahrez, um, yes, he was causing a lot of problems. Um, it looked like he could have scored a goal at will um watching that game um the way the way the goal came about as well man city were also fluid they were doing the passes right i really can't blame austin in, in what happened with the goal as well um they they, they, were, they were combining the way you expected you expected them to combine um trying to get the ball up they had their poor position as well um and yeah that i mean that literally led to the goal Not you can't blame the keeper keeper parried it as best as he could both fluid him hard guy then obviously the goals is open but I, I felt in that goal watching the replay. I mean, I might be too technical, but I felt that Leno could have got up a, a bit quicker. If you can, if you watch it, you'll see that he parries it back to him. And then as he sees Sterling, mm-hmm. he freezes. And I'm like, what, hey, why are you freezing? The goal needs to be covered. You know, that's what keepers are taught. Yeah, he
1: usually
4: <laughs> as Sterling, you could see the balls going to Sterling still. And then Sterling runs to the ball and he hammers it. And in all that, he's literally just standing still and watching. I mean, if he had got up. I, I mean, you, just, you get the body across, it's still, I mean, he's, what, he's 1-9. I mean, that's a lot <laughs> instead of uh, just, uh, what, one, one, the 1.2 he put there. Um, but, yeah. And then um, watching but then watching the tactics as well, what I, what I liked is that you could see that Oteta um, came there with a plan. They were trying to win the ball in certain points. Um, there, were, there were certain points that Oteta, you could see that Oteta knew that they were going to do this thing. And we'll try and pinch the ball in this moment. You'd see the there was a couple of times David Luigi, um, which would go to Sterling in the middle. So, Ellison, not Ellis, was it, who's this um, keeper? Edison, Edison passed the ball to Sterling. It would give him a nice, driven, hard ball on the floor, but quick. Sterling would chest it, and then he will try to play it back, and then they would go forward again. But it, it I think, on, worked on two occasions. But many times, Arsenal, every time Sterling touched the ball, there was someone literally on his back and they were trying to pinch the ball from him there and try and counter counter them from that point. And it was nice to see that. It didn't work for us. I think on one point, we actually won won the ball, but it didn't work. Um, And I I just thought it was nice to see that. Um, Another point was, for me, another positive was uh, Saka. Saka and tyranny. Um, I really liked... It's it's what you never saw with... um, with this uh, previous coach of ours. I even forgot his name now. Um, Emery. Emery. Una Emery, yes. Yo, he, him, it was dead. They, the opponents got the ball. Guys are watching. And I mean, yo, it was, it was horrible to watch. But I saw Saka and Tierney, especially Tierney. Yo, he wants, he wants that ball. He's like, yeah, we He's also, as fans watching. He's been a great what?
0: signing for us. He should, should have
4: been in quarantine, right? It should have been in quarantine. Nah, 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 nah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> That's <laughs> that period. <theory, laughs> he's, he's playing with coronavirus. <laughs> maybe there.
0: maybe that's maybe that's the tactic that's happening here, Cello. It's like with uh, Everton, it was injured Liverpool's players. With Arsenal, it was let's give Man City COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: but, but, hey, but, but Wonga, how do you yeah. feel about the fact that they didn't start to- Thomas Partey, man?
4: Look, I expected it. I did say last week that I I don't think they're gonna start him. Um, he literally came to a i mean I think that's what I say. I don't think Arsenal like this season they don't they're not going to try to win the league you know Ta's here' going to try to play every game, but he's not going to tell the players maybe I, I i think he wouldn't he would tell them that but i mean in reality, they're not going to win the league um but they're trying to get to a good position like top four is probably what they're aiming for um he's not telling the team he's not telling he's not saying that um he's not saying that they're not going to win against man City he's not telling the team that but he, in the back of his head, he knows that if you don't get a result um, it's not it's not the end of the world uh, but we have to pick no, but I,
2: but I, but I like this season is one season where there's been so so many inconsistent performances from 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 the top six um that it's an opportunity for one of those top six teams to be consistent um and to actually yeah. be you know to run away with it you know um literally if if for instance arsenal had won that game and let's say that the only game that they had lost obviously is the liverpool game they would be in a much better position, you know, and they could at least, you know, you know, play themselves into some form, and then have some confidence, and then, you know, build up some, 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 you know, some a winning streak. Um, yeah. You know, with Lo- losing Van Dijk and obviously Allison only coming back into the month. So there's a lot of the champions. But I, hear, I hear what you say, but think about out. it. Yeah.
4: If, if you yeah. think about it now well, what you're saying, yes, is that's the truth. Is if we would have beating them, is, yes, he's going out there to win the game. But it's not one way you're risking out everything, you know. It's not one way you you're gonna make huge changes to to win the game. For me, it's it's Man City. That's I don't right. know,
0: Bongo. I think I think your your whole approach do. and look at match shaking. Actually, you, you you take this one. I think we're gonna say the same thing here, Matt.
4: Yeah, I mean,
3: I think for me, well Arsenal did wrong, well. and, and I mean, you know, I I mad myself about the whole thing. I'm, I backed Arsenal to win it when you weren't even sure last week. So yeah. you know, now I, <laughs> and. But I felt what Arsenal did was, if you, think, if you look at the games they've been playing well in, they were playing their game and Arteta had set them up yeah. and he really wanted the side in his image and created this fluid game. But I felt like against City, he suddenly reverted and it's almost like he was somewhat star-truck to come up against Guardiola and he changed the way Arsenal were playing. Even as you were saying, the, the tactic to chase down Sterling every time he had the ball, it felt like Arsenal set up specifically to counter individual moments of City's rather than setting up to play their own game. And that's why they were never going to win this game. They almost went in hoping they could just scrape out with a draw. And I think mm. that's, that's, it's a, and, and to Silla's to, to point, that's a wasted opportunity this season. I think the none of the top six are really flying the flag really well. I mean, you know, Spurs had a weekend and all. But, you know, Arsenal, I think they, they did have an opportunity here to kind of stamp a bit of authority on and say, actually, we're here to be reckoned with. And now you're in a situation where we're four or five games in and, Arsenal have come up against two, the two heavyweights Liverpool and Sydney in both times they've kind of been not themselves they've sort of rolled over and let it happen to them whereas compared to the other games they were far more fluid and they were in control and they were playing their own game it's like a completely different size I think it was a missed opportunity I think they and and you know you say oh he doesn't want to go down in flames doesn't want to lose 6-0 but wouldn't you rather I mean wouldn't it have been great to put a goal past
4: to really make it no, I'm not saying I'm not saying, I'm not saying he doesn't lose 6-0 but I'm saying watching that like City were playing well they weren't it went off it. Was I was, Morris
1: was
4: causing great,
2: problems down that half, it was, yeah, look. I'm saying when, when Edison made some great saves in the second half, right? <laughs> yeah. That sucker, that sucker chance and other chances that happened. I'm saying, why didn't you guys play like that in the mm. first Because Exactly. The last 15, 20 minutes, now you guys were attacking, you know what I mean? You guys had chances. Edison was now you know, having to make great saves, not just good saves, but, like, really great saves. Yeah, I know. It made good saves, yeah, true. I think,
1: ultimately, this season, any game is a free hit. But like, from what we've seen, yeah. any game is a free yeah. hit. You yeah. you can be anyone and you can meet anyone. And I think that's yeah. the proven. And um, I, I like
0: I like the, the two points that you guys have touched on. The fact that, you're right, not, like, it has been incredibly inconsistent, which means the opportunity is there for Leicester's situation to happy, happen, mm-hmm. at least before... The big picture proposal goes through anyway. So, so if ever, is the, if ever there's a time, now is the time. And um, the other point is maybe to, to what Matt was saying is that Arteta learned too much from his mentor and probably tinker too much in a big game like Pep Guardiola normally does. And sometimes, no. like you said, stick to what you know and stick to what you want to get out of it rather than trying to adapt to the opposition too much. There, there's a very fine line to to adapting too much where it actually hinders your performance.
4: Yeah, no, you know, true, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. But for me, yeah, like overall...
2: You guys took yeah. out Wizzle out of the squad, out of the Premier League squad.
4: Yeah. Kind of play, he doesn't want to play. Yeah, if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play.
0: No, it's not him that doesn't want to play. He's yeah, not man. playing. He's not playing because of the dark arts of Arsenal. There's, there's other things. He's upset the board. He's upset the guys that are making the decisions. And that's the only reason. I think Arteta is fond of him and Arteta would like to have him in the squad because when Arteta did take over, he Could got game him. time.
2: Yeah. First, they said, they said he was not squad for the first 10 games or something, and then I think the board just decided yeah. hey, this guy wasn't too much nonsense. Um, firstly, with the whole um, um, China thing, uh, with the saying that Muslims in China, cool, he was still playing, and then then I think the last straw was the whole thing with um, they told the team to take a pay cut, and he said, I'm not taking a pay cut if I don't know what you guys are going to be doing with money. Yeah, and that was fair before I take a pay cut. What happens? That guy okay, never plays again. After and then he day.
0: sponsors Gunnasaurus. And Matt, Matt spoke about this last time. Maybe that was his 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 fate. It was like the moment he backed Gunnasaurus. That's when they were like, enough of this. Enough. <laughs> I'm saying
3: maybe they've got a spare, a, spare, a spare costume and they can have two of them running around. He can get dressed up. Him <laughs> <laughs> <the game>. yeah. <laughs>
4: Doing it is that. <laughs> <laughs> getting paid a week. Was
1: that
4: correct?
1: Yes. No, so not lying,
0: man. That they can is- to us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, Uzzel or or
1: I, think <laughs> I don't know if Steve Bruce will be able to handle a player like Ozil. He won't know what to do with it. He'll never see <laughs> yeah. if he can,
4: play, he can move, it, move the ball like that. Huh? Yeah. Now uh, yeah, it, that we're talking lot. about
0: Steve Bruce, I think um Matt's yeah, had a lot yeah. to celebrate this weekend, but none of it had to do with the, the United-Liverpool game. And I think this is a good time because he was... Uh, sorry, not Matt. Sorry, Nick. Nick was—you guys with the generic English names—I don't know what's going on there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, sorry. So Nick was super excited, t- telling us like outright that you know in Newcastle were going to take it. Selo was obviously backing uh, his team. But um, how did how did this all shake down for a birthday weekend to go so sour for Nick and for Selo uh, to celebrate something uh, a bounce back that was much needed well, for his te- side?
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean. I've, I've I've said it before. I'm always going to back my team, but I did honestly think that this weekend was an opportunity to, to, sort of, you know, take the bull by the horns and sort of take the game to Man United, and I think we did that. To be fair, um, I don't. I think the 4-1 four, four does flatter you guys. Uh, to be fair, and I, I can agree to disagree. However, um, I do think the last... Last couple of goals came in the last couple of minutes and we were sort of pushing. But I will come back to how I see Marcus is uh, supporting my team there. I like that uh, very much. Um, but I think I think it just comes down to our inconsistent way of playing, um, a lack of direction and, and tactical netness that Steve Bruce is. Um, you know, we kind of play off second balls. I was looking at all the stats we have the least amount of tackles in the league. We have the most long balls in the league. I think we've got the least amount of passes in the league. Um, so I, I think at just the proof is in the pudding. And Steve Bruce says that the, the, he has the record for the least amount of wins as a Premier League manager. Um, that, that is a fact. And you're never going to get – you're going you're to be a very average team uh, for the size of our club for as long as he's involved. And unfortunately, you know, we live week to week. And we might beat Burnley and then we might get thrashed at home 4 1 to a very average Man United side. And I say that with all due respect because if they had to play a team with a little bit of ambition like a Wolves away from home, that scoreline wouldn't be that way. Um, I do think the first half, uh, De Gea made a very good save to keep it 1 1 uh, just before you scored your your second. And then I think we were just chasing from there. But But ultimately, there's no real ambition. I think we're just trying to keep it keep it tight at the back, play off second balls, get to 70 minutes, and hopefully we're still in the game. And I think it worked for him, but then we, we saw flames at the end because you know we were, we were committing bodies forward and, and we had nothing really left in the tank. I, do, I have to eat my words as well. Harry Maguire ended up scoring.
0: <laughs> the first, the opening goal, Fata yeah. did, did the job. Can, he you, imagine? The can you imagine? So, you uh, said it I, though. You
1: did say I'm it last a week. A few, you like yeah, open the three, scoring, you said goal. that. 100%. Yeah. So ultimately, it wasn't great. Uh, I was with a few Man United fans and I was watching bits and pieces and, and, and when I saw the highlights, it kind of echoed what they said and it did flatter Man United, but you know it There was one goal where I saw Man United, the old, old school Man United, playing. Their transitions were very quick. Um, I think the one goal they played straight out of their penalty area and there was a couple of passes inside and it was very direct, very quick. Very uh, sharp, and and their finishes were really good. So, credit where credit's due. Um, But yeah, it's just another sort of day in the life of a Newcastle fan, if I'm honest with you.
2: But what's his name? Don't be so glum. Don't be so glum. If you you were to bring in like a new manager, like who would be the ideal for, for, for Newcastle?
1: Well, the thing is, like, I think I've said it before. I mean, we went from Rafa Benitez to Steve Bruce. I know Rafa Benitez isn't everyone's cup of tea, but he's won the Champions League. He's finished second in the league a couple of times. He's won trophies. Um, he's won league titles in other countries. So, I just, I mean, he was tactically very good. And, you know, with what he had, he he made porridge out of nothing. Where mm. Steve, Bruce, Steve Bruce just eats bacon sandwiches for breakfast, lunch and supper. And, and 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 he's got he's got no clue really. Um oh, you know, I just I just it is it is tough going from from that where someone who had a project and he wanted to really take the club forward, you know, yeah. he, he didn't want to go win the league. He, he he wanted to put the club in a in a position where they were where they were challenging for Europe, you know, Europa League. I mean can you imagine? I mean, I grew up watching my team in a champions league as a young boy. Yeah. And then we we dropped down to the Europa League, and now we dropped down to getting relegated and fighting for our, our, our survival. So, I mean, he just wants to get back to that, and 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 he wouldn't, get, he wasn't backed, and he he rightly so left. So I would I would like someone with a bit of ambi- ambition, and I don't see there's there's no one available. I mean, Pochettino would be great. He's not going to come. Eddie Howe, no. I think Eddie Howe is the biggest fraud in football, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah, Yeah, I honestly do. He complained the whole of the whole all of the last two seasons that he spent no money, but you must just go look at all the the signs. No, he spent. I know, I
0: know, he spent money because he bought a lot of the old Liverpool players for completely overpriced.
1: Yeah, he complained that he never got backed, and he's had injuries, and he's had that. They had a good stint, but. Sometimes when you've got it wrong on your day, you need to just be honest with yourself. But ultimately Steve mm-hmm. Bruce is, is a dinosaur and I've said it. And he's at <laughs> best the championship mid table manager. And I don't see I don't see how we will ever progress. We'll win yeah. next week, probably. We'll go beat wolves and I'll be happy. But I mean <laughs> we'll end up going to lose the week after. It's it's just how it is.
0: Beat Wolves. Yeah. That's that's a huge, yeah. huge claim. But you never just, know. So- no, no. Yeah. he's had his time. He's had his little yeah. I liked it. I liked it, but it was enough. now. he he mentioned something, and I think the highlight was going all over social media. That beautiful goal that Bruno Fernandez scores. He cuts and goes, and then he overlaps. But the build-up right. play from inside of the own box. I mean, that surely that surely must have made you happy.
2: No, definitely, man. I think um yeah, it was a it was a very very much a, a sluggish start. I was I was I was at a bright. So so you know. um <laughs> You know, I'm relaxing outside, we're all relaxing and then next thing someone says Man United is already losing in the first three minutes I'm like what? And then I see it's an on goal and then I, at that moment in time I tweeted um, that um, Ole won't make it to, to the international break um, <laughs> because I was just like flip man, this is just the worst way to start and I and I didn't I didn't watch the match until the second half uh, where I properly watched the match I sat down and I was like okay cool, let me watch the game um, so yeah, the 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 that goal was 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 good. Um, it was, it was vintage United in terms of that whole counter attack from from one box to the other box. Uh, Marcus Rashford had a great game. Um, so he's he's not just feeding the, the children of the UK. Um, he's also banging in the goals as well and providing assists. Um, he had a great game. that's um, um, brought down for the penalty. Um, created a nice goal for Bruno uh, and 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 had a good goal as well himself. So he he had a he had an amazing game. Uh Bruno. What's up?
4: The penalty. It was not brought down. <laughs> he foul. He was kicked. Ah, off <laughs> But he was
2: kicked. There's no way. If no way. If, no if, if you get kicked in the box, but the, is that the rule? If you get kicked in the box, it's a foul, right? It the was very was, soft. That,
4: that was
1: stop being no, like he's falling, it like him. No, no. It's fine, nah, it's,
2: it's fine. good, good saved it, it's okay. But you guys always know what happens. What happens, um, in football is that if you make such, a, such an error and you kick another person, even though he was maybe falling already or going away from the goals, that's 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 Jamal Lewis's fault. Why did you have to kick him? You never. Oh, but work.
0: you know what, Silo? I think there's a there's larger conspiracy looming, <laughs> you know, when the, the big picture talking and all this other shit that's going on here. Liverpool yeah, yeah, can't yeah. buy a freaking penalty. Our star players get ACL to and then United just get the guy they blow get blown no. over and then they're getting penalties. I don't know what's going on here. Anyone else with me on this? Is this just I a agree,
2: sour it, Liverpool I agree, fan? It, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely, that's
1: definitely a, a, a,
2: a sour Liverpool fan because Liverpool have. <laughs> Um many dubious um offsides um in the last in the last season and a half. I'm um, going their way. You know, I remember James Mulner scoring um crossing a goal, I'm uh, crossing a ball before VAR came in um against West Ham. So I remember that clearly, you know, no one said anything. It was like five meters offside, but you guys got the goal. So listen, don't talk about conspiracies, you know.
0: Hey, all um, I'm saying is Wonga's is the one who brought this up, not me. So that's the deal with Wonga. I'm just I'm just underlying hey, the key point. Last week,
4: last week I, oh, predicted. I said that That's wrong because the penalty. He, he can <laughs> he, he did say that. I yeah, said last week that the penalty is there. And, and next week again, I don't know about tonight. I don't know if they've got something associated with Champions League guys. But uh <laughs> next week, guaranteed, it's going to be there. You just need someone to trip for it's there. The penalty.
2: Hey, Manwanda, you know, man, Wonga, man. It's it's, it's, it's ah, VR, 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 VR is there to overturn decisions if they they were wrong, um, and VR is there to award decisions if they were if the ref made the wrong mistake. The, the ref...
3: <laughs>
0: except, <laughs> except for most other sides in the league, but nonetheless, Selo, you must be happy. I mean, Ole gotten given himself some breathing room. So, do you think mm-hmm. he's going to kick on from this? Do you think it's going to be a huge factor? I mean, not saying no offense, Nick, but not beating Newcastle doesn't exactly. Um, you know, ready the troops to take on in the the next
2: battle. But do you think this well, will help? I think it it helps the fact that they 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 showed some fight. You know, being one 0 down, um, creating the chances. You know, the, they they scored an, uh, a goal by offside, cool. That obviously got choked off correctly, and then they still obviously created um, other opportunities uh, where Maguire scored a goal. Um, you know, and 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 obviously we we you know we attacked in the second half, um, and I like the fact that he he made the 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 right decision um to bench Pogba. Um even though I think that he made the wrong decision not to start finding bake. Because I felt that rather start find bake instead of Pogba but obviously he decided that Fred and Fred and Fred and, uh, McTominay were the way to go. Uh, he's gone that way again um tonight i just saw the starting lineup. Um he's gone with Fred McTominay and, and Bruno um in a, in a in a in a 3-5-2 uh because obviously we don't have um center backs today so um he's 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 putting um Luke Shaw in his in, in his better position as, as a left centre back, uh, but yeah, no, I think it was a great game. Um, De Gea made some some uh, some good saves, um, some easy saves um, that that he was expected to make, but also the tough save um, from Wilson's um, um, opportunity. So yeah, it was a it was a good performance um, all in all. And yeah, hopefully the next two games in the Premier League are very tough. Um, Chelsea and, and Arsenal coming up, um, that'll be the real test for 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 him um, because obviously against another top six team. In, in Spurs, we, we we got hammered. So let's see how, how we can perform against um, the other um, top six contenders. Um, yeah, but with, with Chelsea, the defense, but we'll talk about that in the next show, obviously. But yeah, um, let's see what happens. Um, you know, let's see what happens tonight first and then, and, then, and then Saturday and then the weekend as well.
0: Yeah Tonight, so after this, guys, don't forget the Champions League, it is happening tonight. So that's something to watch. But before we leave, anyway, we've saved the best for last, in my opinion. Six of the best, six goals in one game. The man who was demanding entertainment, saying he didn't want Mourinho because he wanted entertainment. <laughs> gives him entertainment, and now he's getting it in probably the worst he way.
3: <laughs> Are you sure it's time to go through this? I don't want to, you know, I don't want anyone to miss the
0: Champions League games, guys. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said before saying he couldn't make tonight because he had some issues, but now all of a sudden he's like, no, he's got to face the music, so. Uh, time is now, man. us.
3: What happened? Yeah, the, the the first half was um was was exactly what I want to see from Spurs. It was exciting. They were they were ruthless. At the same time, even during the first half, West Ham were creating chances. We're never completely shutting up shop unless it's against United. And but with you know United, West Ham were making chances. But in the first half, it didn't matter. We were just completely dominant. Everything we touched turned to goal. Uh, the 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 link-up play between Kane and Son is still just. It's, it's beautiful to watch. They just seem to, you know, they, they must do some sort of weird Jedi training where they blindfold each other and find one another in a dark and green. They just always seem to know where they are. Um, and it, it was perfect. And at halftime, I couldn't see the go- game going any other way. It was... It, it felt
4: yeah, game. 100%. Um,
3: yeah. And then, second, and then from the start of the second half, we were somewhat stunted. We, we weren't quite as fluid going forward. We seemed a bit more... Um, defensive in our approach. And I don't know if it felt like maybe there was some sort of um, complacency or hubris set in. You know, we we maybe felt the game was done and then took our foot off the gas and we were, we were severely punished. And credit to West Ham, they didn't give in. They were pushing for chances. Even when they were 3-0 down in the first half, they were still trying to create something. Um, and in the second half, we just gave them too much of an opening and, and, and they took it. And it was... I couldn't believe. It. As soon as the first goal went in, I did start to get a weird feeling because it is Spurs, and you just sort of wonder, is this going to be awkward? Um, and then when with the the own goal with Sanchez, it, it really felt like something. I, mean, I just I just had that weird knot in my stomach, and I couldn't stop pace. I couldn't sit down. You know, and, uh, and it felt uh, somewhat. She, yeah. Last free kick. I just I just I, I I could I could only sort of watch through my fingers. You know, sort of. And then, I, and the worst part was, it got it got got cleared out, and you think you're done, and you're like, oh, missile any second now. And then on Lanzini out of nowhere just come off the bench, like his boots weren't even dirty. And then, <laughs> and the finish was incredible. I mean, any yeah. other day I would have, you know wanted to applaud him, but as it was, I was just stunned. I was, I couldn't breathe for five minutes. Yeah. What is just and. Yeah. Yeah we always seem to have games like that against West Ham, where it's just end-to-end, there's loads of goals. I remember once we, we beat them 4-3 the one time, and it was also back and forth, back and forth. We were 3-1 down at one point. And, and you know, it just always seems like we can never just make something. And, and, and it is what you cry out for. As a Spurs fan, we want entertaining football, you know, that we, we would never go into a game with... For example, we're never going to go into a game with, against City and 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 kind of play a very stunted kind of game the way Arsenal did this weekend. We are going to go for it, and we might lose 3-1. We might we might win 4-2. But you know, against United, we gave it hell for leather. Those 1-6-1. But, won 6-1. but it, didn't, it feels like against these small sides, you know, we did it against Newcastle as well. Where we really should have put that game to bed, but they they we let them stay within arms reach of, of us because we didn't quite be deadly enough, and then we were punished right at the end. And it's happened again here, and I think it's a, it's a bit of a wake up call because you think as a as a as a as as, as a Mourinho side, you would expect a certain solidity at the back, and we're not getting that. And I, think well, I was going
1: to say that, Matt. You know, I think Mourinho. I, so I watched the game, and I saw the last two goals in particular. I think uh, Sanchez was to blame. The lead up to his own goal was actually his fault. So. If you roll if you roll the, the goals back by thirty seconds and you just mm-hmm. see the amount of chances, both the last goal and the and the second last goal, the amount of chances that Spurs had their ch- had a chance to clear their lines. Mm-hmm. And they were the, the, the second it, last yeah. goal in particular that Sanchez misheaded the ball, then I think Aurier miskicked the ball. Then eventually it got into an area where the ball was crossed and, and, and he, he put it in the back of it, back of the net. Aurier for the last goal the man's facing his own, his own goal. He's facing the, the, the dugout and he just bites at him for no reason. Mourinho would be, if in my position, with, with, with a couple of seconds left on the clock. You, why do you have to even touch him? Just show him mm. the line. Minute, and he mm. gives away that free kick and you clear the first ball, but it's still not cleared. It's not cleared. And, mm. and someone blocks Winks there, but I think Winks could maybe just put his body a little bit more on the line. Right, right. From yeah. I think yeah. I think that Aurier and, and 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 Sanchez would have got a blast in for Mourinho if if I know how he wants to do and what I've seen uh, um, from from behind the scenes footage of how he wants his teams to see our games. He'll be awfully livid with just those finer details, and well, and then you know Bale Bale needs to also finish that for me. True. Um, you know? Yeah. Bale, to no, to be
0: fair. Bale hasn't played football for like the last year. He's been on the golf course. So if, maybe if he had a nine iron, he would have hit that in the back of the net. Yeah. They say
2: yeah. he slipped because of wearing golf, golf shoes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Nick, like you're talking about Mourinho giving them a blast and which is more than likely, but I mean, he did come out saying that now he sees a difference between a big club and a club like Spurs, yeah. which is also quite a big statement to say. And but that's it, him it, throwing... It, yeah, he said that. And that's him throwing it back at the Spurs players. It's a big thing. But before that, um, I know we, we're talking on the negatives now of Spurs, and I want to get to the positives. But just to finish off from the negatives, one thing you could even criticize Mourinho is that the game is wrapped up at 3-0. I mean, like Matt said, like we all saw, there was no chance for West Ham to come back. But it was that moment to give the, the sort of Hollywood moment, let's give Bale a run, let's bring him out, take off your best player and son at the moment. And I think psychologically, again, I know I'm talking a lot about the psychology in terms of players and everything else, but in terms of the momentum of the game, when you're taking a player off like that, a player who's been running the other team ragged, you're taking him off. Not only then do the other team get a bit of a lift, but your own players tend to take the foot off the gas because you know, oh, the manager thinks this game is won if he's taking off our best player. So he Mm -hmm. does that thing. And I think that also that's a big changing point in the game.
1: I think no, Indoor, in also coming off was a big a big loss for you in the midfield because he was also dictating yeah. the play, and mm. I think Winks was there to come and close mm. up shop a little bit, but it just didn't work out. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, Bale actually came on for Bergwin, Bergwijn, and and then yeah. it was Lucas Moura who came on for Son, but then Son. the problem is when you do then like then take Mbembele put put Winks on. You're trying to close up at the back. When you don't have that that outlet at the front that you had in the yeah. first half, then it, you're just putting the ball straight back in every time. And I think losing yeah. Son and and you know Bell's not quite up to speed yet. mura also wasn't he wasn't his at his best when he came on for his cameo. So you know it wasn't it was. But even with that said, we should have seen out this game. We should be able to yeah. see this out. Me and my mum at the front. Never yeah. mind, fail you know, and Mura, Like. It, it's it really was was inexcusable you know, conceding those three goals at the end of the game, and I think and and you know you think about the games. Okay, never mind the Everton one; we, we weren't really going to win that. But the the we should have seen out Newcastle, and we should have seen out this one. And that completely changes our position in the league, and changes our outlook, and changes the way we, we're approaching future games. So it's it's frustrating because it always seems like it's these little margins that hurt us. You know, we get to the end of every season and we're two or three points or four or five points from where we want to be. And then you look back and you think the same time is where we lost it, where we got those points. And, it, you know, it's, it is it, it is the entertainment there. It's fantastic fun to watch Spurs. I mean, I'm throwing my kids in the air way too much. There's just too many goals. But it's, um, you know, at the, at the other end of the, of the field, I just want And I think, to me, it's very similar to Liverpool under Klopp pre-Van Dijk. You know, you guys yeah. were scoring for fun, but you were a mess at the back. And that was the season we put forth last year. Yeah. And so you, 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 you defend it in someone who can command a line and knows what they're doing and really instills that confidence. And that's what And gives you guys. He turned you guys from a fantastic entertainment side, entertaining side into to, 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 to Champions League and, and, and Premier League winners. And I think that's kind of what we're missing. We're missing that solidity at the back, that real leader. And and Muno's always had that. And the five that have done well, he's always had that leader at the back. Um, yeah. so I think we're, we're still not quite there. I don't know whether he's going to try and mold diet into that or, or what, but we're not, we're not that side yet. And one thing just, you guys aren't missing, though. One thing cross. they aren't
0: missing, guys, is that Harry Kane seems yeah. to have found a whole new dimension under Mourinho. Yeah.
2: That is the positive, yeah, like, he's, back, he's, back to, he's back to his, his, his like lethal best, like before his injury. And um, then the combination with him and Son is just, it's just scary. Like literally, it's scary. Like they they, 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 give each other goals for fun now. Um, and you know, when when Kane hit the post um, in the second half, that was yeah. that was a perfect, perfect like perfect shot. It's just unfortunate that he hit the post with it. Uh, but yeah, they 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 are definitely scary. And obviously, I think
1: like you said, though, Matt, if you've got the, if I mean, it's such an inconsistent season. You know, if you get those one or two things right, there's an opportunity for a team to go on and actually, you know, you have add four points to your total. I don't know where that leaves you. I mean, you're comfortably in the top four, I'm sure. Um, mm. But I mean, you know, that's, it, it It just shows you how open this league is. And you might mm. even have a, you might even have a, a, a seven or an eight uh, teams, you know, all close to each other by the looks of it. I, I don't see a runaway this season at all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I, think, I think number, number one to number, seven will probably be like 20 points gap and in between like that. And that'll be like these fine, these, these small games where you should have been winning three, three, one, and um, you end up um, drawing three, three. Those are the games that you'll remember. And the, okay, the Newcastle game, obviously we, 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 it's, it's VAR issues, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very tight. Anyone can beat anyone. Um, I mean, you must take advantage, you know, Um, the teams, I think the teams with the good defenses um, and, and decent det- and, and good attacks, the ones that will that will do all well this season. So, you know, like an an Arsenal, defense defensively, they haven't like shipped in like three or four goals, you know. But then Arteta's tactics in the big game, for instance, would be like if you had like Mourinho's tactics, for instance, you know, like to attack, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think you guys uh um could be obviously um closer to Everton if you guys obviously won this game and won the Newcastle game. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. It was. It was hugely frustrating, and I, I hope. I hope in a
3: way it's. A, it's it wakes up. It's. A, it's an eye opener for the team, and I think, you know, I hope Mourinho does give them that tongue latching and, and really look at the defense and, and look at seeing our games. And I think it was a mentality thing. I don't think. I don't think West Ham suddenly became a much better side in the last fifteen minutes. I think we switched off. I think we became a bit complacent, and 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 I think the. The only person who played 100% right up until the 90th minute was Harry Kane. You saw him; he was back in the penalty box, clearing out crosses and stuff. He, yeah. he wanted this yeah. more than anyone. In the field. But yeah. Players around him, you could—they they, clearly the, the intensity wasn't there. And I think that's that's something we've really got to work on if we're if we're going to make a go of it. And and you know, there's a lot of talk amongst Spurs fans about this being a season we could actually see ourselves winning stuff. We've got the squad, we've got the manager, we've got some incredible talent um all over the field. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but we could come away with some silverware. And yeah but we won't if we like this, we, we, we're like this. It's going to be another season of what could have been. And I just, I'd hate for that to happen. I think its, it's it would be such a wave.
0: And on that note, guys, it's about that time. Um, one thing is important to say is that after that whole game, Declan Rice did say that he does think a lot of these results are due to the fact that, you know, there aren't fans in the, in the stands. And that's what we've been saying for the last week. But guys, and yeah. Jake Wong is like, the what, the what now? Hey, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, but no excuses, yeah. that's excuses from Tickling. So <laughs> okay. excuses from
0: w- Wonga's mate, Wonga's mate's making yeah, cool. excuses there. Guys, thanks very much for making the appearance on the first ever the cooldown show uh from Go Lounge. I'll see you guys on Thursday for pre-match muti. Yeah, thanks cool. a lot. Peace. Cool. Thanks a lot,
2: Cheers. Cheers.
4: Cheers.